Life Audio. The week of March 10th was really the week that the world shut down. And it was a significant week because of that, obviously. But it was also a significant week because my husband and I suffered the loss of a baby that week. And I miscarried after about a year of trying for a second child. And I was so overcome with this loss and really impacted more than I expected to ever be. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another journey of faith and inspiration here on The Walk Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Swanson, and today we stride alongside a remarkable guest, Misha Getz, a Nashville native whose life has been a tapestry woven with the threads of music, motherhood, and a messianic faith. We delve into Misha's testimony as her story takes us from the depths of despair to the heights of hope, encapsulating the very essence of Ecclesiastes 3, the seasons of our lives, each with its own time and purpose under heaven. Before we dive in, I wanted to quickly thank our partner, Planning Center, for their support. Planning Center provides specialized tools for individual ministries. The Planning Center world really revolves around a shared database that connects to all the other products. These software tools help you organize, coordinate, and communicate with your church teams. They can be found at planningcenter.com. I also want to thank, of course, the Worship Leader Institute. We're in the midst of a new set of community groups, and this is really the best way to connect with other worship leaders, mentor and be mentored, grow in your craft and in your faith. So head to worshipleaderinstitute.com to find out more about how our bi-monthly community groups can transform your worship. Okay, here we go with Misha Getz. Hi, my name is Misha. I am, am grateful to be here talking to all y'all, as we say, in Nashville, Tennessee, where I grew up. I am a musician, and I'm a mother of three children, seven, two, and nine months. My husband's name is Joshua, and we live outside Washington, D.C., in a little suburb. And I'm the daughter of a man named Marty Getz, who's a full-time musician as well. And so I grew up singing and playing piano and traveling with my dad from the time I can remember. People always ask me, when did you start being a musician? When did you start pursuing music and getting into all of those things? And I really don't have an answer for that because I've been doing it um, since I could walk and talk. So that's a little bit about me. I came from a Messianic Jewish household. My parents are both 100% Jewish. We've done the DNA test official. Grew up in secular Jewish homes. My dad's was a little bit more conservative, a little bit more religious than my mom's, but they were saved in the Jesus movement in Southern California in the 1970s. A lot of Jews came to know Jesus or Yeshua, as we call him, as their Messiah, their savior. And my parents were in that wave that hit Southern California in the 1970s. And so they raised me as a Messianic Jew and a Jewish believer in Jesus, a completed Jew, whatever you want to call it. But we are Jews who follow Jesus and we are also Jewish musicians. I never planned on doing music full time. It kind of fell into my lap. I wrote a song from the book of Numbers 6, 24 through 26 about 15 years ago. 
And a guy named Joshua Aaron asked me if he could put it on his album. And I said yes. And that was the beginning of my first project called Weight of Glory. And since then, I've done a couple projects with my dad. And um, my newest project is called A Time for Everything. And it's a complete album that I did that came out last year. And um, the title of this album is A Time for Everything. And I'm going to talk about the seasons of life and how those can turn and change in a big way, and they do, and how they can turn and change in small ways in every little detail of life. I'm going to go back to March 10th, 2020. That year stands out to all of us, I know, as the year of COVID. And the week of March 10th was really the week that the world shut down. And it was a significant week because of that, obviously. But it was also a significant week because my husband and I suffered the loss of a baby that week. And I miscarried after about a year of trying for a second child. And I was so overcome with this loss and really impacted more than I expected to ever be. We had gotten pregnant with our first child on accident and figured a second one would be no problem, but that that wasn't the case. So we had been trying for a long time and finally got pregnant at the beginning of 2020 and then March 10th, went to the hospital and they said there was no heartbeat and walked away just shattered from that news. We'll be right back with more from Misha. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Coming out of that, as the world shut down and everything went into quite a tailspin, I was just left with a lot of questions. And I came to this point one day, a couple months later, where I was just crying out to God, asking him why and wanting to control every little piece and part of my life. And he brought me to Matthew 6. It says... Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? 
those verses, verse 25 through 27, really hit me in that moment. And I was just struck by the reality that I had no control over when I was going to have another baby or if I was going to have another baby. And that if I wanted to keep walking down a path of death and fear and destruction and frustration and anxiety, I could do that. I had the choice to do that. But if I wanted to walk down the path of life and blessing and peace, then I had to make that decision. I had, I had come to a crossroads where I could either choose life or choose death. And the Holy Spirit was so graciously calling me to choose life in that moment. He reminded me of Matthew 6, but he also reminded me of Hebrews 11, verse 1 that says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of realities not seen. And then the writer goes through and lists all the fathers of the faith. And as you're reading the names of Abraham and Noah and Abel, these were ordinary people. You read their stories in the Bible. They were not perfect people. In fact, they were quite imperfect. They made some pretty bad mistakes. Yet they're, they're in this hall of fame of faith because at some point along the way in their journey, even in the midst of making wrong decisions or poor decisions or choosing death at certain points, they all decided to choose life in the end. And I felt God calling me to choose life. And I never looked back after that day. And all the anxiety and the fear and the worry that were built up inside me over the possibility of never having another baby dissipated. And I gave it to God in that moment and opened my hands and promised myself and promised God that I would choose life. Fast forward to September of 2020, my husband and I and our son, Caleb, made the move to Austin, Texas, and we had moved there for his job. We were only going to be there for about a year, and I knew that October was around the corner, and that was the time I was supposed to have the baby that I had miscarried, and I was just a little apprehensive of that date that I knew was going to come around soon. And in Austin, it was there that God began to pour new melodies and new lyrics into my heart. So we were, we were in Austin and I thought that we were there for my husband. I thought, okay, God, you brought me to Austin to follow my husband here. And what I realized as I began to feel these melodies and lyrics stirring in my spirit, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you thought you came to Austin to birth a baby, but I actually brought you to Austin to birth new songs. And it wasn't the kind of birth that I had expected to have in the fall of 2020. But instead of the birth of a baby, I, I did birth the beginning of this album called A Time for Everything. We were at King's Porch with a guy named Jesse Reeves, 
that we had become friends with. He's a songwriter that I'd been writing with, and he leads a church there. And he asked if we wanted prayer. And I said, yes, we want prayer for another baby. And I started crying. And a woman came up to us in our little group and put her hands on my stomach and started praying for me that we would have another baby. And a week later, I found out that I was already pregnant. And that baby's name is Samuel, and he's now two and a half. And I was so overwhelmed with joy at the thought of another child. And in the midst of that, I got news that my dear friend Linda Messner, who had been like a grandmother to me in Nashville growing up, was dying of cancer and that I should come to Nashville because it was probably the last time I was going to see her this side of eternity. I got on a plane and I went to her in Nashville and I said my last goodbye. And right before I left her side, I shared the news with her that I was pregnant and I was going to have another baby. And I'm so glad I did because I didn't see her again. But I went home and I sat down at the piano in Austin, Texas. And I opened my Bible to Ecclesiastes 3. And Ecclesiastes 3 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. And I sat there feeling so full of joy at the thought of a new baby, but then also so full of sorrow at the thought of saying goodbye to my dear friend Linda. So I wrote this song, A Time for Everything, and I wrote it about the seasons of life and how sometimes you can be so filled with joy and yet so filled with sorrow and this crazy dichotomy that is life itself. And I find that seasons of life are not just encapsulated in the big things, but also the small things. I'm a mom and I'm a musician. I work with and for my parents. I'm a wife, a homemaker, and sometimes I feel crazy trying to balance all of it. And I feel like lately God's just been talking to me about every different season and how life is not a one-note wonder, but it's full of hills and valleys. And that it's so important to identify your season. And I just want to read this little passage from Oswald Chambers. We have all had times on the Mount when we have seen things from God's standpoint and have wanted to stay there, but God will never allow us to stay there. The test of our spiritual life is the power to descend. If we have power to rise only, something is wrong. We are not built for the mountains and the dawns, and aesthetic affinities. Those are for moments of inspiration, that is all. 
We are built for the valley, for the ordinary stuff we are in. And that is where we have to prove our mettle. So identify your season. Identify, am I living in life or am I living in death? And if you're living in death, choose life. Identify, am I walking through a season where I should be taking on a lot? Or am I in a season where I should be resting and laying things down? Prioritize your season. What are the things in this season that keep me going, that keep me sane, that keep me centered, that keep me abiding? I know for me, waking up early, I'm a mom of three now, one more since Samuel, and I don't have a lot of time to myself. And for me, to be in a balanced season, to balance all the things I have in my life, I have to wake up at 5.30, make my cup of coffee, and read my Bible. And the only time I have to do that is before the sun is up. But if I'm doing that one thing, if that's all I'm getting right in my day and everything else is out of order, it's okay. My life's verse is Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. There's so many places for you to put your energy. There's so many things begging for your attention, especially in this day and age. But if you place your trust, and you give the first fruits of your time to him, everything else will fall into place. And I've seen that happen in my life time and time again. And another thing I want to say about seasons is be diligent in your season. When it was the fall of 2020, and I felt God say to me, you're going to birth songs in this season, not a baby. I said, God, How am I going to do that? I don't have any songs right now. I don't have the words. I don't have all the melodies. I felt a stirring in my spirit to create them, but they weren't there yet. I felt the Holy Spirit say, go sit down at the piano bench and I will do the rest. Just go sit down. Just put your butt in the seat and I will meet you. And in that season from September of 2020 to May of 2021, I wrote an entire album almost entirely by myself. And all I did was show up. And all I did was seek him first. And all I did was be faithful to the season he had called me to. So I just want to say to you, in conclusion, what is God calling you to in this season? Do you know? Have you asked him? Take the time to ask him, God, what are you calling me to in this season? There's so many things vying for my attention. Where do you want my attention? Where do you want my time? Where do you want my energy? And he'll show you. And then after he shows you, prioritize. How can you accomplish what it is he's put in your heart to do? In a practical way. Do you need to wake up at 5.30? (laughs) Hopefully not. But if you do, that's okay. And then be diligent with the things he's called you to. Do it day after day, day in, day out. Set that alarm. 
sit on that piano bench, open up your guitar, make space for him to show up and do the rest. This is not for your sake. This is not so that you can gain followers. This is not so that you can make more albums. This is not for your sake, but this is for the sake of the world. It is for his sake because there's something only you can bring. God put you on the earth for such a time as this to accomplish his purposes in the world. And no one else can accomplish his purposes in the world like you can. There will never be another you. There's no time to waste. Romans 13, 12 says this. The night is almost gone and the day is near. So let us put off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light in every season. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for every person listening. I thank you for every heart. I thank you for every gift that you've placed inside of every single human being on this planet for such a time as this. God, I ask that you would give us the grace and the faith and the perseverance to fulfill the things you've called us to do. Whether that's as a mother, a wife, a husband, a daughter, a creative, an influencer, a songwriter, an executive, whatever it is, God, I ask that every person listening would be freed from every hindrance that they would throw off every hindrance and the things that might try to bind them and that they would run the race that you've put in front of them with faith and with endurance in every season in Yeshua's name in Jesus name Amen Thank you, Misha, for spending time with us and sharing your personal journey through the seasons of life. We're going to close out this episode with that song Misha referenced called A Time for Everything. If you haven't done so already, it would really mean a lot to us if you would subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and share about our podcast with your friends and on your social networks. All right, until next time, I want to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find a collection of faith-centered podcasts about all kinds of good stuff, health and wellness, parenting, cultural events, Bible teachings, devotionals, and more. So check them out at lifeaudio.com. I'm Joshua Swanson. Here's a time for everything.
Life Audio. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.